0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, but I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello.
1: Hello. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It is going well. Rhonda's been out of town a couple days, and she came home, which is always nice. good. Yeah.
0: Wonderful.
1: Still tired from... this shooting in Texas. like It's just I, sort of taking yeah. the air out of me today.
0: Me too. Ugh. Me too. I've had to take big steps away from my yeah. phone. I spent a pretty good time down in my studio today. Prep making socks. Oh. <laughs> we are doing a Witch's Market next week in Idaho Falls. And right. I just, I've made a lot of stuff, but I still just don't have everything done I wanted to. And one of them was socks. And so today I spent... Quite a bit of time uh, doing socks. I still have a lot of socks left to go, but they look so cute. So Good. How fun. Yeah, that was good. I needed to just get away from, you know, the news. Right. For sure. Yeah. Right. Bought our camping groceries, so we're just mm, ready to go. Yeah. It's good. My hair's doing a thing. There we go. Yeah. And <laughs> in, a, in a real bout of true crime news... You were robbed. I was robbed. And I guess we have not told
1: this story. On the we show. haven't. We probably should. Yes, I have been a victim of crime and vandalism and also injustice, my friends. That's true. Yeah. So uh, we have a camper van that we camp with in the summertime. And in the winter, we try to store it somewhere. Can't leave it in front of our house in the winter, so it was in a it was parked in a secure air quotes facility for the winter. And we went to pick it up uh, last Friday. And when we started it up, and I went to back it out, it was spraying fluid everywhere from out from under it. Not a good sign. Scary. I immediately thought it was oil. I was sure we would just blown the motor of our van, which would be very bad news. So we left it where it was, and we made a quick call to Katie and Scott, because if you don't know, one of Scott's many talents is that he is a mechanic. And so he came to see it the next day, and guess what? Someone had broken into the secure facility and had cut out the... um, Well, I just forgot the word. What's the word? The catalytic converter. The catalytic converter, which apparently is something that gets stolen out of vehicles because it has a metal in it that's worth money. Mm -hmm. And when they did that, they did some damage to a pipe that carries the coolant for the transmission. And that's what sprayed everywhere was the transmission coolant. Yeah. So not happy. Didn't seem like a real secure you know kind of situation so we went through some bullshit and we went through some great stuff which was scott heroically fixing it
0: yeah, on monday it's
1: and it's running we got it home and then I've, you know i've been through some things with the storage facility in which they immediately tried to tell me they were not going to reimburse us in any way and well you all hear me talk on here so you probably know i'm pretty damn assertive and I did uh assert myself, and we did get at least our storage fees for the year refunded back to us but yeah, that sucks catalytic mm-hmm. converter thieves can fuck directly off
0: well, that is like an epidemic in this country right now if you can park in the garage, park in the garage because they're doing that and they don't care what they cut through. They just bring a sawzall. Yeah. They cut everything out from underneath it out of the way so they can grab it. They do not care if they leave you unable to use your car. Justin right. Lom has been following a big uh, surge of this in Phoenix for the last quite a while and been reporting mm-hmm. on it. And then we've been hearing about it happening in Boise. And so I've been warning my kids right and left, mm-hmm. park in the garage no matter what. And mm-hmm. now this. Yeah, on, just, what's it it's going on in Tennessee. Yeah. And
1: no, they don't have video because it turns out that the end of the lot where my van was parked doesn't have video. Mm-hmm. You know, this secure storage facility
0: mm-hmm.
1: with, you know, giant
0: like Mark Means sized uh, air quotes here. Yeah.
1: They're like the secure biggest lot. possible ones.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And the other problem we have is it was parked there from November till last Friday. And yeah. so, you know, we're looking at a really significant, um, more than six months. So, you know, yeah. even if there was video, probably wouldn't be able to find it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So the the thieves have gone unapprehended, but at least our van is drivable and we got our storage fees back. But, dude, I have been pissed about this.
0: For
1: mm-hmm. a good reason. Yeah. I, I told the guy at the storage facility that I didn't think they had any business whatsoever storing people's property when they couldn't keep it safe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, jerks. So we've dealt with that this week, but it's going to yeah. be okay because uh, we are going to be able to go camping with our van this weekend.
0: Yep. And we're going camping by God. And it's supposed to rain a lot. And we don't care. We don't going.
1: care. mm I got to get out of town, I got to get out of this house, I got to go be outside, even if it's yep. raining, I don't care.
0: Yep. It's just, it's happening. Yep. yep. for sure. It is. Yeah. Well, that's a drop in the bucket to the crime news <laughs> that we have. Oh,
1: Should we start? With, let's
0: start with Valo Daybell.
1: Please So, do.
0: there was a flurry of fil- filings here in the last couple of days. And so I want to start there. So, and there was actually a hearing today, this afternoon at 1 30, but it was, of course, one of those closed deal, closed door dealios, right? There's so many
1: of those in this case. I'm just really, what the hell? Public has the right to know this shit. Why is this constantly being sealed? It's
0: wrong. It's getting really old. So, yesterday there was an objection uh, filed and brief in response to motions on APA Smith, motions for discovery and to dismiss, and brief in support of objecting to motion to disqualify prosecuting attorney. (laughs) If that seems like an oxymoron, it seems like it is. A brief in support of objection to motion to disqualify.
1: So they don't want the disqualification. That's what that means. But um, that, you know, legally is holy shit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But and then uh, there were motions to seal all of it. So. Well, they're
1: going after Prosecutor Smith Mm -hmm. and her background and her experience. And Mm -hmm. like they're trying to attack her and. You know, I guess attack the Mm -hmm. prosecutors all you want, but it doesn't change the charges. And there's just always going to be another one to step up and try these fools. Mm -hmm. For sure.
0: There was also a motion to strike uh, and exhibits in memorandum. And the state's objection and motion to strike. Basically, all of this back and forth happened. Uh, A motion to unseal three motions regarding prosecutorial authority. And objection to the motions to seal filings regarding the prosecutorial authority. So this is all prior. Yeah. And so there was court today. And of course, it's court we didn't get to know about. But we do know that uh, Chad was present and Pryor was present and some of the prosecutor's office was present. And that's really all we know.
1: Yeah. I'm sure we're going to see some fallout here soon about what all of this really means, Mm
0: -hmm. but not yet. Not quite yet. So uh, per normal, this is prior having nothing. And so just trying to, uh, you know, taking the Mark Means route of trying to just find any way to disrupt the uh, prosecutor's office to you know, picket the threads of the case in any way they can, because, you know, so now we're going to hear all this shit down the road that your honor, I have not had time. Yeah. Because you've wasted all of your time trying to get procedural stuff. That's never going to happen. Right. We don't know if any of it came from Archibald. We don't believe so. He wasn't in court unless The, the objection came from him, which we wondered if it did.
1: Yeah. We wonder if that memorandum in support of the objection if yeah. that came from Archibald, that he's not going to be playing on Pryor's team about all these dumb games, but mm-hmm. you know.
0: which I actually feel like is very possible.
1: I do too. Um, He doesn't seem to be. This doesn't seem to be his tactics at all. All of this procedural bullshit that, yeah, you know, and attacking the prosecutor's office and stuff doesn't seem to be his way of handling things.
0: No, it's not. It's not. He knows damn well what his job is here is to just represent the best he can and probably help them to work deals to get these people in prison. Right. You know, yeah. not that he's not going to give a robust, uh, you know, uh, showing he will. But I think he's pretty clear on what his job is here. hmm. That's true. So this is what cracks me up. This is it was. Motion for discovery and to dismiss and objection and a brief in response to defendant's motion to disqualify prosecutor be filed under seal. So basically, they, they would like uh, the case dismissed because they're unhappy about uh, or about the prosecutor, about Prosecutor Smith. Yeah. Yes. We'll just throw the whole damn thing out.
1: Well, you know, that's that's the that's the pipe dream here. Right, for Pryor is that one of these things will get this all thrown out, which is never going to
0: happen. Do you guys remember back when they tried to bring uh, Smith onto the case? Oh my god! And Pryor argued against it and uh, Means argued against it. And Pryor was so dishonest and such an ass when they argued. Basically, he said he has searched the internet and couldn't find anything about her having a practice anywhere or having the experience she says she does. And literally the prosecutors and everyone was like, um, a quick Google search brought up pages about Rachel Smith. Right. And the work that she did. And he tried to claim there was just nothing. He searched the internet high and low and couldn't find a thing. Do you think he knows
1: that you can't use the Dewey Decimal System in the library for this? That you actually (laughs) have to search... The real, actual internet. Like, what the hell, dude?
0: Yeah. Well, I could make a mean comment about him being able to bring in, you know, like, younger people that know how to use the internet, except for that he has a problem with not having sex with them. But, you know, I'll I'll just be nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jessica says, would Archibald be better off without being on the same team as Pryor? They're not on the same team. They're... Not really, yeah. Pryor is... Chad's attorney, Archibald, is Lori's and their cases are separate, even though they're joined, they're tried together. Their cases are separate. They file separate things. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily have to agree on stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, would Archibald rather it be a uh, better attorney? Uh, I'm sure he would Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he's been watching all of this insanity back before, you know, Mark Means.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hey, rhombohedral. Yeah, anyway, so that's basically where things sit. Uh, there was some flurry online because uh, the, the son had uh, put out a bombshell comment that Lori made to Colby, her son, when the kids were missing. And I'm like, so, hmm, so I went and read it. It was. It's the Sun. bear that in mind, but mm-hmm. The comment in question was her saying to Colby, "We'll all be together again soon." Right, which um, we all knew he'd said two Bachel, years ago. Right, yeah. that's common knowledge if you know this case at all. And but because that came out, I thought I'd mention it and and, and mention what that means in Mormon speak. Yes, because that, that's... that's this is Mormon speak. So because Mormons believe that uh, if they follow the rules and do all of the things that they're uh, asked to do and promised to do, that they will be able to be together forever in eternity after they die. And that comment to Colby sounded very common of things that Mormons say when somebody dies, actually, is that we'll all be together again soon.
1: Yeah, it is. I know it it, it is chilly. Yummy. But it is not news. It is not a new scoop. (laughs) I think people are just reaching at this point because this story has gotten so frustrating and slow right now Mm -hmm. that they're just anything to get a headline. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I have cat hair in my nose. (laughs) 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 that. And anyone who lives with cats is going to be like, oh, yeah, I've been there. And anyone else who doesn't is like, what the hell? How did you get cat hair in your nose?
0: Uh, you just basically live with cats. Mm-hmm. I mean, And or, you know, cats that won't stay off your chest or uh, yeah, hanging out on your chair or well, sitting on your shoulders.
1: My sinuses are killing me. And so I have Vicks in my nose. And oh. then my cat jumped up and wanted petted. And so now I have this cat hair Vicks combo going on. Right? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but it's trying to make it crazy.
0: <laughs> but that's a bad day. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Yes, and you're sniffing your cat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this is cat muffing.
1: Generally, intentionally, but she's a real face hugger. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. This morning, I said I'm going to change gears. We're going to move on to Texas. Um, okay. This morning, I said to my husband, "I said, you know, what worries me the most right now are copycats of the school yeah. shooting." And I'm really glad that school's almost out in most places. It needs to be out, you know, with this going on. And then this afternoon, this bullshit came up. I'm going to actually post a picture for you guys. But uh, some business owners saw something that seemed suspicious. A kid walking down the road with what looked like an uh, aggressive weapon. And they called the police. And the police uh, responded. So I'm going to read you the police uh, report. This is from Richardson, Texas. On May 25th, 2022, at 1055 a.m., the Richardson Police Department received a phone call from a business on the 1500 block of East Spring Road, reporting a male holding what appeared to be a rifle. The male was last seen walking towards Berkner High School, located at 1600 East Spring Valley Road. Within minutes of the call being dispatched, numerous police officers from various units within the Richardson Police Department responded to the Berkner High School and initiated a search and investigation into the incident. Nearby schools were notified of the police activity. Based on the information provided and in collaboration with the Richardson ISD, police officers were able to identify the male suspect as a juvenile student of Berkner High School. The suspect was located inside Berkner High School, but no weapons were found. Further investigation led to the discovery of a vehicle used by the suspect in the parking lot of 1551 East Spring Valley Road. Inside the vehicle, officers observed what appeared to be an AK-47 style pistol and a replica AR style Orbeez rifle. So the second one, the Orbeez rifle is a toy, but what kids are doing is they freeze Orbeez. You know what Orbeez are? They're the little teeny uh, round pellets that they put in water and hydrate them. Yeah. So it's kind of like a paint gun, paintball gun that doesn't hurt, except for that they've been they freeze Orbeez and shoot through these, and then they actually do damage. Yeah. Um, but the other one, the, the AK-47 style pistol, was a very real gun. Uh, the juvenile suspect was arrested and charged with unlawful carrying weapons in a weapon-free school zone, a state jail felony. No further information is being released on the suspect due to his age. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, was he going to shoot up the school? We don't know. There, no one's saying he was. The business did absolutely the right thing by seeing... They saw something thing. and said something. Weird. Right? You
1: Which know... I think that part is amazing, to be yes,
0: perfectly yeah. honest, that they called. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody's feeling a little bit... uh on edge in Texas right now as well. They should be, we should all be so diligent. But I was thinking about this and you know, the problem with it that I see, and and I think that, you know, Texas and Idaho have some very similar behaviors around guns. Lots of people have guns and have lots of guns. And around here, when people get all fired up about the second amendment, they'll start carrying their guns everywhere. There was an incident a few years ago of a bunch of lawmakers in Idaho showing up at this little restaurant in Boise called Bacon. And they walked into Bacon with ARs, all of them. Strapped to their backs. Strapped to their backs, ordered food, sat down at a table to eat with those guns. And it frightened people so much that they left. The customers were freaked out. So Bacon asked them to leave and said, it's just people are uncomfortable with these big guns in here. And so then those lawmakers went on a rampage online and did their best to get a riot going against Bacon, Mm -hmm. um, which also is illegal, but that's what they
1: did. But businesses have the right, even in Idaho, Mm -hmm. to say you can't have your guns in
0: here. Well, yeah, they do. But, uh, you know, around here, they act like if you say you can't have a gun, then, oh, you know. Mm
1: -hmm. We had people
0: walking into Home Depot with ARs just because they can. And the problem with that to me is this. You walking around like this, showing off your big guns just because you think you're cool, that you're proving everyone you have rights and you can use them. It helps to create problems like this because people get very uh, desensitized over time. And just like that kid walking down the road with a rifle today, they thought there was something wrong with it because there was a school shooting yesterday. But otherwise, would they have? Maybe not because it's not that uncommon to see people walking around with aggressive guns. Right. And that's how, that's how I feel about Idaho because people do it just to start shit, just to upset people, just to think they're cool. Right. Yeah. But you
1: know, that it, kid in, in Texas was a minor.
0: Yeah. Minors
1: can't be walking around with guns like that. No. That, not even in Texas or Idaho. No. And so yeah. that
0: I would have been, yeah, I'm very happy that they called because. Yeah. Whew. But th- that's part of the problem is that we are becoming so desensitized to seeing, Guns, because all of the supposed, Mark means big air quotes here, Mm -hmm. good guys with guns. Mm -hmm. We don't know the difference anymore. And people, I think, are assuming too often that they think they do know. Call, report, let the police sort it out. If you see anybody acting weird with a gun, do something. Yep, absolutely. Yeah.
1: You have every right to. Even if someone has the right to carry a gun, they don't have the right to scare people and the police will come and talk to them. Even here, we'll come and talk to them and Mm -hmm. say, you know, you don't really need to be packing your guns around like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Well, with that being said, you know, we did do a special report on the Texas shooting this morning, but as we predicted a lot more information has come out since then uh, some of the information we had is incorrect, so we want to repeat or repair that. So, Christy, I'm going to kick the mic over to you for a big update on the Texas case. So, one of the there are a bunch of things, um, but one
1: of the things that I found very interesting that was not reported earlier that we didn't talk about this morning is that when the shooter at that elementary school tried to go into the school, he encountered a security officer outside of the school and two security officers inside the school none of those three good guys with guns were able to stop him and he locked himself in a fourth grade classroom and mowed that class down now that is really really concerning to me
0: mm-hmm.
1: why did they not disable him what 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 was the, and, and we don't know yet from what i can find online we know that those things occurred we don't know why they couldn't stop him yeah um but he there was security there and we hear Mm -hmm. this all the time we just need more people with guns in schools really because he encountered three and still managed to get into that classroom and kill what is now where it the the count now is at 19 students and two adults the two adults are the teachers in the classroom so then there's also his grandmother Now, he had been living with his grandparents. There was a grandfather in the home as well. Living with grandparents the last couple of months because he wasn't getting along with his mom. Um, Grandfather is saying publicly that he believes that that the grandmother is going to survive. Mm -hmm. Um, There are six people still in the hospital um, that were injured. Mm -hmm. And two or three of them are in critical condition. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very interesting. I wanted to tell you a few other things that I found because just more, th- and this is how these things happen. More and more things are going to come rolling out. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things is that he posted on Facebook 30 minutes before he did this, what he was going to do. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Maybe people just didn't see it. I don't know. Or they didn't believe it. Or I don't know what. But um, let's see. I want to tell you what these Facebook messages said. Give me one second here. Just going to pull them up. He uh, posted three things. He The first post was, I'm going to shoot my grandmother. Second post, I shot my grandmother. Third post. I'm going to school an elementary school. So there had been questions about whether or not the school was the actual target because he wrecked his vehicle by the school. Uh, Pretty clear now that, yes, the school was, in fact, the target. Mm -hmm. Um, Some other things. One of the things that is really, really concerning is... That he had a bunch of cuts on his face, and those mm-hmm. cuts were self-inflicted. Yeah. It was cutting his face. That, as a mental health professional, is terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. That that was not a huge red flag that something is mm-hmm. very, very wrong with him. hmm Yes, and he did text someone. So this is the other thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he's been texting with a young girl in Germany. Oh, there was the truck. Okay, good. Yeah. So he's been texting with this young girl in Germany for since, well, for the last couple of weeks. And this was really interesting because, of course, she's in another country. What's she going to do? Necess- yeah. not you know necessarily, but let me tell you what some of these texts say. and I can't share a picture of them because in the article I have with them the uh, the news has blurred it a little. You can read it but kind of not read it and it's their way of maintaining that information as their property which is pretty screwed up. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, you know everybody's looking for a scoop. Yeah, when it comes to this stuff. And this is a scoop. I mean, we know that he had mes- been messaging someone on Instagram. And we talked about that earlier mm-hmm. um, today, but he actually it, it actually got a lot scarier with this uh, young girl in Germany. So hang on one second. Yeah. I just need to get to it. Um, OK, so it says. I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you right now. Hold on. Waiting for this bitch. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something to her right now. That's grandma. Mm-hmm. Omg, she's on the phone with AT and T about my phone. They'd had a fight um, about his phone bill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's annoying. She says what? And then he says, "I just shot my grandma in her head. I'm gonna go shoot up in elementary school." Yeah. Yep. It's strange to me. That he told, he, he really actually told quite a few people. Mm-hmm. When someone does that prior to this happening, that is an indication that he is trying to get some help. Yeah. I mean, you know, he didn't have to tell anybody, but he actually told several people. Yeah. Some, some, at some level. Um, You know, the friend that he sent the text to, the picture of the guns, uh, and the friend said, "Why do, why do you have those? And he said, oh, you'll see.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah,
1: don't worry about it. You'll see. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. This is what's scary. This is what we have to learn from. Is if someone sends you something like that, you call the police. Mm-hmm. Because that's a veiled threat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that veiled threat became a very real mass shooting. Yeah. And I'm not blaming anybody because we can't read anybody's minds, but... If somebody says something like that to you, I would be very concerned for their safety and for the safety mm-hmm. of people around them. And he and cutting his face.
0: You guys, very concerning.
1: Well, he's probably experiencing psychosis.
0: Yeah. Yep. Very, very sad. And, and yeah, truly frightening. Yeah. I believe he did have on body armor. That he was did. reported. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. he did. Yeah, and there is a question about that isn't there Jessica because uh when regular citizens can gear up in tactical gear it certainly makes them harder to take down.
1: It does. And what is the purpose for just anybody off the street needing body armor? I mean, yeah. The fact that he bought the body armor and the guns and the ammo What else would he be planning besides a mass shooting? Yeah. Yeah. So they're just going to continue to be more things come out about this. But Mm -hmm. it is very interesting to me that he got through three security officers. And I would like to know how that happened. Yeah. Because he was packing. He had, he had guns. Yeah, Why? Did they not have guns? Are they not equipped with guns? These are not things we know for sure at this point. Um, But the school um, definitely did have security who Mm -hmm. did interact with him and he still got through. Mm -hmm. Sherry, I have this question too. How did he get the money? Right. He worked part-time at Wendy's. His family was really struggling financially How did he have the money to buy the gear and the guns and everything that he needed? We don't know the answer to that yet, but it is important to find out. Mm -hmm. Where did that money come from?
0: Mm -hmm. For sure. One thing that we had reported uh, incorrectly is he bought uh, both of the guns at the same time, which is not true. Uh, He bought the guns two or three days apart. He bought one on the 17th and one on the 20th. Yeah.
1: Yeah probably trying to not attract too much attention
0: maybe to offset that i'm not
1: but you know it kind of goes back to what you said about you know in a i'll, I'll use the i'll use a kinder word in a gun loving state
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i call it something else when i'm not on youtube um but <laughs> people don't necessarily see that as unusual to go buy those right. kinds of guns and that much ammunition No.
0: know A lot of rules fall through the cracks. Years mm-hmm. ago, a dear friend of ours uh, and a client of ours, her daughter, who was in her 20s, stole her credit card and her ID. I mean, our client's in her 50s. Her daughter's in her early 20s. So yeah. her credit card and her ID went to a gun shop, used that ID and credit card, who was clearly not her. Right. Uh, not even the same hair color, 30 years apart in age, like everything's different, and purchased a handgun and ammunition and unalived herself. Yeah. And the mother of this child, was this, this young girl who did this, whose ID and credit card were used to, you know, buy this gun, tried to get justice, tried to... Raise hell with the gun shop. And the local police wouldn't even talk about it. They wanted nothing to do with it.
1: Right. Right. that That's a, yeah. I mean, that's a great example of
0: things like what that we're up against
1: in states like Texas and
0: here. Yep. yep, for sure. Yeah, Linda, he said it was a birthday present to himself. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Where yep. did he get the money for all this stuff? Yeah.
1: Yep. The guns, the ammunition. I mean, the tactical gear, this is not cheap stuff.
0: No, no, not cheap. And that amount of ammo, that's that's an unbelievable amount of ammo.
1: Yeah. And the fact that that didn't set off a red flag somewhere.
0: It seems like he threw up red flags right and left, and they all just went completely unnoticed.
1: He did. of course, the governor is saying that there were no indications prior to this happening it's just not true total
0: bullshit the suspect's name is Santiago Ramos uh there is a big NRA event in Texas this weekend and governor Greg Abbott is set to uh, be speaking there and a lot of people in Texas As are a senator
1: ted cruz yes the texas there. senator
0: A lot of people are asking uh, the NRA to move it elsewhere and asking these uh, legislators to please not show up at this event out of respect for what has just happened in their state. They've said they're going. Yeah. I mean, get this.
1: Okay. If you've ever watched on CBS, there's a TV show called FBI Mm -hmm. and FBI's final season finale is an episode about, How they uh, prevent a school shooting. And after this happened, they have pulled the episode and they're not going to air it. Out of respect for this town and the families of the victims Mm -hmm. and a TV show Mm -hmm. cares more about the people that were hurt in this situation Mm -hmm. than their own governor and senator.
0: Yeah,
1: It's so gross.
0: It is all so gross. And yes, people saying racist crap. And here's why. It's very frustrating. He is, this kid was born in North Dakota. He is absolutely a citizen. There's no question of that. He lived in that town. He went to that high school. There's no question that he was a a citizen. And but the person who eventually finally did take him down is a border patrol agent because he was in the area and and was on the team of the special task force that finally was got to in there to take him down. And to, there were several
1: border patrol agents as a part of that. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. And because of that, of course, people immediately started trying to claim that, you know, he was an illegal and not, that's not true. There's also some, uh, Sites that I saw this morning that were trying to claim that he's transgender. He is not. Uh, he wore he black eyeliner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it, Also, it wouldn't matter if he was trans. But, you know, of course, there are always people that are scrambling to come up with the very worst thing they can, you know. so. But those are a couple, some of the things I've heard. I also saw someone on Twitter today, two mother freaking day, claiming that this didn't happen. Oh my God. That, uh, that the left has been trying to distract a whole bunch of evil things they're doing, trying to distract the country through the Do- Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, that people are getting bored of it and not paying attention to it. So they had to create a new distraction. And that's what the Texas school shooting really was. It didn't ever really happen. Yeah. That's what this fool was actually saying on Twitter. And lots of people were agreeing with them. My God.
1: That is the most hateful, horrible, disrespectful crap I've ever heard in my life. Did Alex Jones learn nothing?
0: I'm afraid he'll be the first one beating the drum.
1: Well, the Sandy Hook parents won a big settlement against him for this very same bullshit.
0: Yeah. Yep. So let's all just stomp that out anytime we see it right away. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Well, they also said it about the... Shooting in in uh, Florida, crisis oh, actors. They're just all crisis actors.
1: Such a bunch of crap. I am so tired of this shit. I can't even. I'm having to really censor myself to have appropriate language for YouTube. I haven't been that appropriate, but
0: you mm. know, this is exhausting. Yeah, yeah. I did see Beto going to Abbott's press conference. I thought it was amazing. You know, I I and I hope you guys can. uh, and uh, maybe you don't, but we have tried, we try to stay as anti or not anti political, but apolitical as possible, you know, because we know. And you don't have to be left or right or whatever. We don't care, you know, mm. to, to come to this channel and to be in this chat room. And like, you don't, we don't want to be a divided place. But in this case, I just can't, I can't not well, political when political.
1: Is no longer respect for human life. I don't fucking care. This
0: isn't left and right. This isn't. And if people, if you think it is, you just may be in, you know, in the wrong club or just got your eyes closed. This isn't about left and right. This is about actually valuing our children more than we value guns. It's about actually coming together to make some meaningful change, whatever that may be to try to combat this issue. That to me is what it's about. And then I think that we have to stop being left and right and shut the hell up about it and just come together and get some solutions going. And there are a lot of adults in the room on both sides of the aisle that are trying to do that. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, we also have extremes on both sides of the aisle that are unable to do that. And that's the biggest problem.
1: Right. So what we end up doing is nothing every time.
0: Nothing. Mm -hmm. For two weeks, we're going to cluck our tongues and say, isn't it terrible and follow the news on it. And then we'll just go right back to life as normal. And that's where we are. You know, yeah. I, I hope that's not true. But if history has told us anything, that's what happened. Remember Parkland? Yeah. Parkland was so horrifying. And after Parkland, there were people that harassed the hell out of the kids that were willing to speak out. And and made additional threats on their lives. And we all just went, sucks.
1: Well, and they Uh, spoke to Congress. It went nowhere. Like, nobody's doing anything. There is no attempt at all.
0: Well, we've said it before. If we weren't going to do, if we wouldn't do anything about the gun problems in this country, when a whole classroom full of kindergartners were slaughtered, we'll never do it. And Mm -hmm. I feel the same way now. The whole classroom yeah, well, were slaughtered and are we going to fix this now? I have no faith that we will. I, and I don't mean to be a total Debbie Downer. I just don't.
1: Right. I, know. I,
0: I would support it. I, I would. I'd be loud about it, but I'm just, I don't know what to say anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. They should be safe at school. Children should be able to go to school.
1: The the mass trauma that these things are creating, not just in the school where it happened and with the kids and family affected, but with all children, literally has generational ramifications. Yeah. Yeah. Because all of our kids now have grown up terrified.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that is so wrong. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yep. Yeah. Oi. So there we are. So that's Texas. We will continue to update this as things uh, play out. You know we're gonna keep a close eye on it. But yeah. in the meantime, let's talk about another school shooter and their family. Chris, did you want to give us an update mm-hmm. on the crumblies? Well,
1: it's kind of a small one, but there is a little going on here. and I think it's gross. Uh, well, It is. is. So Jennifer, James and Jennifer Crumley, who are Ethan Crumley's parents, the parents of the uh, Michigan school shooter from a few months ago, who are in jail uh, awaiting trial on um, charges of involuntary manslaughter in the deaths of the children that their son killed with the gun that they purchased for him. They're asking for a change of venue. They don't want to be tried in the county where their son murdered kids at his own school. And honestly, it makes me absolutely furious because, you know, they'll probably get it because the jury has to be able to be impartial. But I also Mm -hmm. find it sickening to think that the citizens impacted by this will lose the opportunity to dole out some justice to these idiots mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean are they going to be able to get um mm-hmm. a, an unbiased jury in that county in no they're not mm-hmm. they'll move it i'm sure they will yep. but it makes me sick yeah makes me sick because the citizens of that county should have the opportunity to hold these people accountable yep. But, yep. yeah but yeah yeah but now we have to protect their rights. Not that they Mm -hmm. protected the rights of the children who were killed and all the, and people injured and adults injured, you know, like they didn't protect anybody's rights and now they're right. You know, I know Mm -hmm. it's how, it's how the system works, but it, it makes me angry. I, Mm -hmm. I want that County to be able to, you know, um, dole out some justice to these people. So we'll see what happens. But I, my prediction is that they will move the trial.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure they will. Yep. Well, speaking of gross, let's talk about Josh
1: Duggar. I mean, at least today there's a small amount of good news.
0: Maybe you'll see it as good news. Maybe you will. Maybe that's true. Josh got sentenced today. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he was charged with, or, or he was convicted on child pornography charges. And so, of course, uh, you know, this uh, initially they got a stay or not a stay, but they got a continuance. And now they finally saw court today. And when they went to court today, the prosecution was asking for the full 20 years and the minimum was five years. And Josh's wife and his mother and his church members all wrote these lovely little letters. We need Josh at home. Why, Anna? Because who else is going to molest your kids, huh? Okay. Right. Uh, begging the judge for leniency for Josh because he's... Calling so him good an good upstanding
1: man. man? Such a Are good you man. kidding me?
0: Such a good man. Well, this super duper good man... Uh, God, I'm so sick, sick of him. Uh, so one of the things that the prosecutor said was that they do not believe that Josh won't reoffend because there has been absolutely no accountability taken. And because the family has not held him accountable. And so what would make anyone think he's not going to go right back out and do exactly what he was doing? Also, the lengths that he took were, well, lengthy to try to not get caught. And he just keeps getting caught up in one bad sexual incident after another. But the fact that he still is just Mr. All-American to his family, regardless of this conviction, is very, very concerning. Right. Because if Anna had the choice, she'd move him right back into that house with those kids with absolutely no hesitation whatsoever. And he'd be right back around nieces and nephews and everybody else and have, be right back on the internet. And they'd just go back to life as usual. They sure If would. they could. So, they wanted an enhancement because of the amount of porn that he had. Well... A level five enhancement requires 600 images to be downloaded. So he had to hold Josh at a level four enhancement because he only downloaded 590. Oh, for God's sake. Mm -hmm. So that's part of why he didn't get that 20 years that the prosecutor wanted because they couldn't give him a level five enhancement. He was 10 whole images of, you know essay on babies short of being able to uh, be held to that standard. So he did get 12 and a half years. Yeah. Which is more than I thought he would get. I didn't have a lot of faith in the system. A
1: lot of the attorneys online were saying he's going to get 10 years or less. So mm-hmm. I think it yeah. is better, mm-hmm. but 20 years would have been at least enough time for all of his children to become adults before this predator comes out mm-hmm. into the world.
0: Yeah, Yep. yep. So gross. So there are two different facilities that the uh, that were recommended. They are both in Texas. One of them is specifically for sex offender treatment. They have <laughs> not announced yeah. where he's going. I wonder if uh, Anna will just move
1: right. I don't know if you guys can hear me or what, um, because Katie's frozen on my screen. So I'm not really sure what's going on. I hope that's going to get better or something's going to happen here. (laughs) But I'm going to keep talking in case you can hear me. Uh, So, yeah, we, we think he'll probably his family will just move to where he is. I don't know. Yeah, she's she is frozen. Yeah. Okay. so you do hear me. Thank you. So Katie's frozen. Um, Hopefully I can get a message to her and let her know. But yeah, so that's kind of what we expect will happen is that he will, uh, they will move to wherever he is, but 12 and a half years isn't very long. This is federal, however. And so hopefully he's going to stay the whole time. Oh, yeah, we've lost Katie completely now. Now you can see that my green screen is not big enough for behind me. Right. No early release for him. That is certainly the hope, but we don't honestly know, you know, if he'll even serve all of that time. There's so much. How can his family move if the wife doesn't work? Oh, well, that's because daddy Duggar's paying the bills. He had already told Anna that if she would support Josh through all of this, that he would take care of them financially. It's so gross. You guys, it is so gross. And apparently something has happened with Katie and I'm going to see here. Oh, she's messaged me. So let's see. Oh, shoot. Okay. So her internet has dropped her. Oh, no. Now we see why I fortunately have gotten uh, my um, my uh, fiber internet because it's awesome. So, I'm going to finish out the show without Katie because unfortunately she can't come back in. So, let's talk about a few more things. So, that's what's going on in the Duggar case. At least we can stop hearing about his stupid face and they can just put him in prison and he can just leave the rest of the world alone, at least for a while. Yeah, the more I learn about the Duggars, they are a cult to me. Yeah, Uh, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, they are gross. She'll get sick of it, Anna. I don't know, man. She is brainwashed. Scary. So let me, yeah, quiverful. That is what they're called. Let me get to a couple of other things. Uh, just a weird and creepy update in the Casey White uh, situation, the Casey White, Vicky White, you know, debacle that happened a couple of weeks ago. Apparently there is a long waiting list to stay in the hotel room that they stayed in shortly before she died and he was apprehended. Isn't that gross? Why would you want to stay in that hotel room? Right. Yeah, Erin. No way Josh's used car job was keeping him afloat. Absolutely agreed. So let me get to just a last couple things. There's not a lot, but a few, just a couple of other things. We did talk last week about, hang on, let me find this. Uh, Brittany Drexel's murder killer has been now apprehended. And let me tell you a little bit about this guy. Because the more I learn, the sicker this dude is. So Brittany Drexel died while on spring break in 2004, I think. Let's see. Let me get there. Somewhere in there. Anyway, what has come forward now is that he he had been in prison... He was sentenced to 42 years in prison after he sexually assaulted six little girls. One particular victim, her name is Carrie Hardy, and she has come forward to tell her story that she was one of his original victims. And of course, we're talking about Raymond Moody and he who is, is uh, now who we believe did kill Brittany Drexel. Well, here's the deal. He was sentenced to 42 years in prison for those sexual assaults. This was in 1983, but with seven girls. So it was Harding and six others, all in Northern California. But unfortunately, he was released in 2004, which was halfway through the 42-year prison term he had already been sentenced to. And he moved from North. He moved from California to South Carolina, and killed Brittany Drexel. So, at the time that that happened, he should have been in prison and wasn't. So that's really sad and gross, isn't it? Super gross. So, wanted to let you know. Oh, romance. Oh, the romance writer. I don't have an update on her right now. Um, Katie may have had an update on her because we have been talking about the romance novelist that was. Uh, uh, facing trial for the murder of her husband, if you know, Jessica, feel free to tell us, because that may have been something Katie knew that I don't have. Um, you think she was sentenced? OK, we'll have to look into that. I don't know. What I did want to say tomorrow for the psychic hour and and Kev actually mentioned this, but uh, we are going to be doing um, a group healing circle for all of the horrendous shit that's happening right now. You know, the, the, the shootings and the Buffalo shooting, the Austin shooting, like all of them, we're going to do a group healing circle. If you haven't done one of those with us before, they're really, really powerful and so we will be doing that on the psychic hour tomorrow night. We'll be doing that on our live stream, just like this is live streamed. It'll be at 7 p.m. Mountain tomorrow night. And we will uh, all, we will all have an opportunity to work together to help. It's at 7 p.m. Mountain. Um, and it'll be live streamed on Facebook and YouTube. Right. We need it. We do. Everyone needs it. We And I feel like at times like this, We need something that we can do to help make things better. And this is something that we can do. So please join us for that. And then we will be doing um, energy healings, individual ones after that for the rest of the show. So you'll want to join us for that tomorrow night. So I just want to say thank you all for being here with us. Thank you for hanging in. I know this has been a rough, dang week. And the best thing that we can do is stay connected to each other and do our best within our own communities to help solve these problems. And tomorrow night with the Healing Circle, it it is something that we can do to help make things better. So please be sure to join us. And you know it, we are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here, everybody. (laughs)